ask the Lord. I have a text or a reading and three scripture texts. If you want three auxiliary texts to our reading, our first reading is in the book of Acts, chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 7. The Lord Jesus is on the Mount of Olives. He's about to be ascended into the heavens. And he saith unto them, that is his disciples, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. We have a, a verse to read in the book of Malachi. Turn to Malachi, please. Malachi chapter 3, and one verse is verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Let's read it again. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Turn with me now to the book of Hebrews, please. Hebrews chapter 13. One verse again, and it is verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. And lastly, please flick over to the little book of James. In James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Let us read it again. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that our strength is that you remain the same. Even in our weakness, you remain the same. And Lord, in all that we are, you remain the same. Well, thank you, Father, that we're found under this roof tonight. 
to come under the sound of your word. And we thank you, Lord, that you've brought so many people out on such a warm night. We ask you now, Lord, to settle them in thy presence. We thank you for your presence that's been marked as we have worshipped you, Lord, and sensed you in our meeting. But now, Lord, we ask you to speak to our hearts and to deal with each and every one of us. And, Lord, that you would encourage your people. And, Lord, since you are the same, will you do it again, Lord, what you've done in days gone by? Lord, we worship you. Lord Jesus, we love you. And there is no one like you. We ask it in your name and for your glory. We give you thanks. Amen. This same Jesus, the two men in white apparel said in Acts chapter 1. They says, why stand ye gazing into heaven? Said that this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In other words, what they're saying is even today that when the Lord Jesus Christ returns to earth, that he is the same Jesus, not another Jesus, not a different Jesus. He is the resurrected, glorified Lord Jesus Christ. And he is coming again. This same Jesus. We were singing earlier a hymn written by A.B. Simpson, Albert Benjamin Simpson. And he wrote in his hymn, Oh, how sweet the glorious message, simple faith may claim, yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. Still he loves to save the sinful, heal the sick, the lame, cheer the mourner, still the tempest, glory to his name. Albert Benjamin Simpson was a Presbyterian. Albert Benjamin Simpson was born and brought up in Canada in 1843. And Albert Benjamin Simpson, he was of a a strict Puritan covenanter background. He went around uh, preaching as he grew up. He, He went from church to church and he pastored big churches which were Presbyterian and other like such uh, churches in Canada. But Albert Simpson, he was of the ilk that the Lord had changed in a sense that he was not the same healing God that he was in the Bible. That there had to be some difference in God done things in days of yore, but no longer did he move in such power and glory. And Albert Simpson, being of this strict covenanter background, he went around preaching, even teaching against the things that God could do. Sickness came to his home. Sickness came to Albert Benjamin Simpson. And when sickness came, it plagued him and it crippled him. That he found that he couldn't do hardly anything. And he was totally reliant on medicine. Medicine failed for Albert Benjamin Simpson. And when medicine failed, all he had left was to turn to the Lord. One day, this man who thought that Christ had changed in the slightest ilk, he had a visitation of divine healing from Almighty God. And he was raised up to health and to strength when all others said that he had no hope. 
And Albert Benjamin Simpson had a theology that was broken, that was taken apart, that was set back together again. And his teaching about God had changed. For he realized that the Lord Jesus Christ is whom the Bible says he is. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. Albert Benjamin Simpson became a mighty man, not only in the scriptures and preaching the word of God, but Albert Benjamin Simpson, he came to be the, the founding member of the, the fourfold message as it was known then. That Jesus Christ, then it was called, was Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and soon coming King. Of course, when the Pentecostal movement came, it became known as Savior, Healer, Baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and the soon coming King. He was a, a, Pente- or a pioneer of the gifts of the Spirit in healing, that is, before Pentecostals even came into being in the latter half, or the early half, of last century. He was also a founding member of the Christian and the Missionary Alliance around the world. He was a mighty man and he wrote books. He was a novelist and he wrote things, books on healing. I've got them in the house myself. And he wrote about how Christ never changes and that Christ's person and all whom he is is written in the scriptures and that we are to take from them and to apply them and to believe them in every part and in every way and in every angle of our lives. That the same Lord Jesus Christ who bled and died for our sins, He is the same Lord Jesus Christ who healed the sick and still has the power to do it even in this very day and age. Albert Benjamin Simpson's life was turned around completely. You'll find throughout even Pentecostal circles in the early days, I'm talking a hundred years ago and more, that there were many of them came from the holiness groups, like the Methodists. Most of the Pentecostals came from Methodism. Maybe that's why so many of our Methodist friends come to us on a Sunday evening. We have a rapport with them. John Wesley and his great doctrines of sanctification by faith. And they realized that there was a life to be led through the power of the Spirit and sanctification and in holiness of life. And most of them came into the Pentecostal experience. They realizing that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So Albert Benjamin Simpson, he realizes after his visitation of divine healing that not only is the Lord the same yesterday and today and forever, that he is the unchanging Christ, that he is also the immutable God of the Old Testament, and that there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning with him. Jesus is the same then in his love for you. He is the same in great grace and in fresh and wonderful mercy. He is the same Jesus in the saving of sinners and in the keeping of his saints. He is the same Jesus who had compassion on an adulterous woman and forgave her. When they caught her in the very act, he is the one who wrote on the ground and has believed the sins of the men who brought her to him. And he said, you who is without sin, let him first cast a stone at her. This same Jesus is the same Jesus 
who extends his grace to every one of us when you and I sin and fail and fall every day. He is the same. It's this same Jesus. He is the one who sat with publicans and sinners. He is the same Jesus who raised the dead, who made the blind to see, who cleansed the lepers, who cast out devils and demons by his word. He is the same Jesus who caused the lame to walk, who made the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. He is this same Jesus who walked on the water, whom only God proclaims in the Bible can do so. The book of Job tells us of Almighty God, Jehovah. He says, whom Jehovah alone can tread upon the waves of the sea. And when the disciples were in the boat in fear for their lives, for they were going to drown in the darkness of the night and in the terrible storm, this same Jesus, Jehovah in flesh, he walked upon the waves of the sea. Jesus is the same tonight as he was even then. He can walk upon your storm tonight. He can calm your storm with his word. He is the great creator who spoke to his creation and the winds and the waves, they obeyed him. He is the same Jesus who took a young lad's lunch of five barley loaves and two small fishes and fed 5,000 men besides women and children. That is, up to about 15,000 hungry bellies and mouths he fed with such a small lunch. He is this same Jesus who can meet your need tonight, whatever your need might be. He is this same Jesus who loved little children and took them in his arms and blessed them. This same Jesus who was so gentle with the little ones, who was so kind and compassionate with the sinner, is this same Jesus who spoke and flung a word into the grave tomb of Lazarus, crying, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead arose, and he came out, bound hand and foot, at the call of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is this same Jesus who took Jairus' little daughter by the hand, a heartbroken mother and father. And they were crying and weeping and wailing. And Jesus came in to a mourning family and into a mourning home. And he took the little girl by the hand who was dead and said, Talitha kumai, or little lamb, awake. And the little girl arose from the dead. He gave her back to her mother and father. He is this same Jesus who walking into the city of Nain passes by a funeral cortege and touches the bier or the coffin and the man is raised again to life and a lonely destitute widow receives her son back again and her whole beneficial practice. He is the same Jesus when death comes out of the city. He is life and life eternal going into the city of Nain. He is this same Jesus who knew the name of a social outcast, someone who was hated by all in society, who climbed up a tree as if he could just look once upon the Galilean. And Christ sees him, knew his name and cries, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for this day I must abide at thine house. And Zacchaeus came down. And when Jesus entered Zacchaeus' house, salvation personified, 
went into his home. He saved the soul of this wretch and he changed his life, his heart and his head forever and forever. Yes, he is the same Lord Jesus Christ who met an immoral woman in the heat of the day who had already five husbands and was now living with a sixth and he makes her when no one else would look at her, when no one else would talk to her, when no one else wanted to know her. Jesus must needs go through Samaria to find a lonely, destitute woman who is an outcast that he would save her soul and he would make her an evangelist running into her town. She cries, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And they come and he uses her to save the entire village. This same Jesus, he is the same Jesus who went to that woman and rescued her soul. John chapter 8 and verse 12. It is the same Jesus who says, I am the light of the world. He who followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. It is this same Jesus who said in John chapter 6 and verse 35, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth in me shall never thirst. He is the same Jesus who said in John chapter 10 and verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He is this same Jesus who in John chapter 10 and verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He is this same Jesus in John 11 and verse 25 who says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He is this same Jesus who said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 15 and verse 1, this same Jesus said, I am the true vine and my Father is the husbandman. Here he says, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. He claims and he takes and he owns the august title of Yahweh Jehovah God. The God who separated the Red Sea. The God who caused Gideon and his army to defeat the enemy at Jericho by the falling off the walls. He is the God who brings victory after victory after victory. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. This same Jesus who ascended into heaven speaks to John in the isle that is called Patmos. And he says to another man, lonely, on a barren, rugged, prison island camp, he comes in the spirit and he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. The Almighty, he says, that's whom Jesus is. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is this same Jesus who in John chapter 5 and verse 43, he says, I am come in my Father's name. He also said to the Jews in John 8 and verse 56, 
before Abraham was, or before Abraham was born, or before Abraham even existed. He says, I am. I am the, I am the eternal God who spoke to Moses at the backside of the desert and said, I am that I am has sent thee. He says, I am the great I am. It gives the idea that he is the self Existing, eternal God, never ending. He is the word of the Father made flesh. He is Jehovah. He is the one who called Abraham out of the Ur of the Chaldees and made a covenant with him. He is the one who blessed Isaac by saying, And Isaac shall thy seed be called. And he is the one who wrestled all night with Jacob changing his name and his nature to Israel, a prince or a ruler. With God. He is this same Jesus who spoke with Moses face to face on Mount Sinai. He is this same Jesus who loved David, who caught away Elijah, who enriched Solomon with wisdom and wealth. He is this same Jesus who spoke to the prophets, to Isaiah. He shows himself high and lifted up upon the throne, as Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 6, in the year the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. We're told that Isaiah saw those seraphim with the six wings, crying unto him, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. He is this same Jesus. He is this same Jesus who changes not. He is this same Jesus who spoke to Isaiah, to Jeremiah, to Daniel, to Ezekiel, to Hosea, to Zechariah, to Zephaniah. He spoke to Malachi and all of the prophets. Then fulfilled the word of prophecy that they spoke about. He talked to them and then he fulfilled it. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He is this same Jesus. He is this same Jesus who met Elijah in a cave and spoke in a still small voice. He is this same Jesus who was with the three Hebrew children when they were thrown into the fiery furnace which was heated up seven times hotter. He is the fourth man in the fire. He is this same Jesus. He is the one who shut the lion's mouth when Daniel was in the den, who covered David and hid him in Adullam's cave from Saul when he tried to kill him. He is this same one who gave Jehoshaphat victory in battle and Israel victory over Amalek when Aaron and Hur held up the hands of Moses. He created a great storm. Then he created a great fish to catch Jonah when he fell into the water. He was way ahead of him. And the fish gobbled up Jonah. And he's the same Jesus, the same almighty God, self-existing one, who told the great fish to spit him out upon the very dry land. He is this same Jesus, the same one who caused the sun to stand still for Joshua to get the victory over the Amorites and saved Israel. He is this same Jesus who caused the Red Sea to part. And he's this same Jesus who said, who, and the same God who became flesh. John says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. 
And we're told that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father and He's full of grace and truth, we're told. And oh, this same Jesus, He hung and He bled and He died on the cross of Calvary. Imagine this same Jesus, this great eternal God as to his deity, dying for you and for me. He is this same Jesus who healed Albert Benjamin Simpson. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's my introduction. I have three points now. Oh no. (laughs) The same Jesus. Listen brother, sister. You get it deep down into your soul. That this great self-existing eternal God gave his only begotten son. And you unsaved friend here with open ear and heart. That almighty God gave his son for you. He would die for you. And if you can be saved by any other means, then Jesus did not need to die. Our our auxiliary text is Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6. There's only three short points, by the way. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Seems very plain and very easy to see the point that the Lord is making and giving to us here. But the very point that he is saying is simply this. It's not just, I'm the Lord and I'm just good to you. And he is good. But he's letting us know this evening that as Jacob's sons took their father's nature and genes, so you and I, we have... Those nature, that nature and those genes in all of us. And that you and I, we are twisters. That's what Jacob means, twisters. That you and I do our natures, we are supplanters or heel grabbers. In other words, we have a depraved human nature which cannot save itself. And God had to interfere in planet Earth's affairs and in your life in particular. That he would come himself. In the person of his son. And bleed and die. For your sin. The Lord says I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. He says I don't change. I don't change one bit. I'm the same he says. I don't change he says. But you. You're always walking away. You're always going after your own things. You always want the best for yourself. He said but me. He says I change not and I still love you. You know, tonight the Lord loves you. And he wants to change whatever is in your life that would blight you and blind you and hurt you and harm you. He says, I'm still the same. I'm still saviour. Still healer. Baptizer and king. He says, and as for you, 
you're still you. You're just you, he says. In your nature, this flesh of mine, this flesh that you sit in tonight, you know the difference between your flesh and the unconverted's flesh? Between your flesh and the sitting in a church tonight and the flesh of those who are sitting in bars and clubs or maybe on drink or or drugs or whatever, or someone lying in the street in their own vomit. You know the, the difference between their flesh and yours? None. You know, the only thing that's holy in our lives is the Holy Spirit. Him living in us. He says, I'm still me. But oh friend, if you want to be different, if you want to belong to him, you want saved, you want rescued from a devil's hell, then he is the same. He's the same and he's still in the saving business tonight. He says, I love you. And when you get saved, he sanctifies you by his presence. He sanctified the backside of the desert. Moses, he says, take the shoes from off thy feet, for the place where on thy standest is holy ground. It's desert, it's sand, Lord, he says, but it's holy ground, because the presence of the Lord is there. Do you see this man you're looking at, and he gets up in the morning, and maybe he's one eyeball there around his ear, and the other one up around the top of his head, and he doesn't know whether he's coming or going, and he looks in the mirror, and he needs a shave, and, you know, and the typical old flesh. You know, the only holy thing about me is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And I'm no different than any other man outside of Christ. But when you come to Christ, he sanctifies you through his spirit. And when he looks at you, the Father sees you whole and complete in him. And you're perfect. Oh, such grace. People talk about sovereign grace. But they forget that God's sovereignty means that he can do what he will. And he can fill you with his spirit if he will. And he can heal you also. This is sovereign grace, the giving of the grace of God. God is the same. And when you change and when your heart changes, when you love him maybe less today than you did yesterday, or you you love him more tomorrow than you did today, And when your mind isn't focused on him and your mind hasn't been fixed on him and your heart hasn't wanted him and you've walked away and you've been weary of him, friend, brother, sister, he remains the same. What is it the hymn writer says? I change, he changes not. The Christ can never die. His love, not mine, the resting place. His truth, not mine, the tie. I fail him every day, but he still loves me. Maybe you say, if I got saved, if I trusted in Jesus, I'd never be able to keep it. And I'd be afraid of letting people down, friend. Listen to me. You will never be able to keep it, but he will keep you. And you'll go on in his grace. When you fall, you don't fall off the rock. You fall on it. And he picks you up again. He is the same yesterday and today forever secondly our second point is this Hebrews 13 and 8 Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever you see 
the word and here, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Some people leave especially the first and out. But it's very important for, in the, in the proper rendering of this, it's the, the idea for and is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, and today. That's the way it goes. It takes it out and it lifts it up to show you the same Jesus who healed the sick and raised the dead, who forgave sinners and, and kept the saints. He says, He is the same yesterday. Oh, it's great to hear it. It's great to read it. It's good to hear about it and to preach about it and to talk about it. He says, but today, He's the same. He's the same Jesus. The same wonder-working Jesus. He's the same yesterday. Oh, but yesterday's yesterday. He says, but on today, on forever. That's the way he reads it. The idea here is that the Lord is not only the same yesterday, on today, and forever. But the Greek word, Greek word for Christ, as in Jesus Christ, is Messiah. Sorry, the Hebrew for the Greek is Messiah. And the name Jesus means as Yahshua. Hamashiach. That's the way it reads. Jesus Messiah. And Jesus means Jehovah Savior or Jehovah saves. Listen to this. Jehovah saves. The Messiah, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is the self-same Eternal existing God. Friend, what God has done in the past, what God has done in many lives in here, God can do for you. I told you this story before, a man, Stuart Hamblin. In the sort of twenties, thirties, forties, the this those sort of singing cowboys were popular, Roy Rogers and all those sort of boys. And one of them became quite well known was called Stuart Hamblin. And Stuart Hamblin uh, went to, a, he, he was a gambler and he was a, a, a heavy drinker and he just loved the, the movies and to play and ride on horseback and sing. And Stuart Hamblin went to a gospel mission campaign. It was a young Billy Graham actually ran it. And Stuart Hamblin heard the words of saving grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stuart Hamblin was arrested by the Lord. And Stuart Hamblin gave his life to Christ. Bowed the knee and was saved. Stuart Hamblin one day walking up Hollywood Boulevard with John Wayne. This is true. I know it sounds like I'm name dropping here, but it wasn't me walking with him. <laughs> He's walking up with John Wayne and John Wayne had heard about him. But then he, he says, Stu, as he called him. So I'm told. Stu, he says, what's this I hear? That you have hit the sawdust trail. And Stuart Hamblin turned around and says, Well, John, it is no secret what God can do. Stuart Hamblin went home and lifted the guitar he once used for playing for the devil. He started playing for the Lord and he composed that lovely piece. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Stuart Hamblin realized that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, 
today, but forever. Thirdly and finally, James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, and neither shadow of turning. When we give, we give sometimes with an ulterior motive. Sometimes we give with the best intentions, but there's always a cloud, a motive, a shadow, maybe behind it, that we might receive something in return. We love others because they love us. We like others when they like us. We speak to others if they speak to us and we don't if they don't and so on. There's always an ulterior motive behind the human being and their giving. But the idea here is that Almighty God, when He gives, He has no ulterior motive but that for your benefit. And He gave the gift of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, with no ulterior motive for Himself, but for your benefit. But that you would be forgiven of your sin. That you would be saved for time and for eternity. And He gave the greatest gift that anyone could ever give, without any other motive. The idea here is that He gave His Son. The word no variableness and neither shadow of turning, it gives the idea of there is no possibility of any such change. With whom, that is, in his character, in his person, in his nature, it says, there is no possibility of any such change in him. Let me read this. The sun gives its light to the earth in varying measures. The full light is at noon. The dimness of light is at twilight. And at night there is no light at all. There is no change in the plan of salvation. There is no ulterior motive in God. It says, there, with him there is no variableness and neither shadow of turning. It's a good day today. It was lovely. The sun was out. But you know, there's areas that are shadowed. The sun might rise one way and you get it at the front of your house. And in the, in the morning and in the evening, you get it at the back. There's a shadow of turning. This gives the idea that when your father looks at you to love you, There's neither shadow in him. There's no morning sun and evening sun. There's no twilight or nighttime when he disappears. That means when he looks and shines his radiance and his goodness and his gifts and his graces, he looks at you with no possibility of him changing. He says, I love you. In Acts chapter 1, those men said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which you have seen taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. I have something to tell you. We are living in the last of the last days. And this same Jesus 
is coming soon. And he's coming back to rule and reign. Are you ready? Are you saved? Are you trusting in the Savior? Thank you for your attention. Lord bless his word to us this evening. Attention has been tremendous. I really appreciate that. The Lord's speaking to you. Please see us. Don't leave without getting right with the Lord. See us. See someone. See me. I'd love to point you to the Savior.